you. I am Michelle Gifford. Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women With Fire, and we specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business, and abroad. The goal here is to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. You are with Michelle and Sarah. Happy Thursday. Welcome. Happy Thursday. Now we're going to start this off a little bit different. I'm pretty excited because I've been reading your reviews on our podcast on iTunes and you guys are the best. And so I wanted to, we're going to read one from Rare Bird. We it's love fabulous. It just like, it tickles, tickles me. It's so best. So the best. She said, as I have listened to this podcast over the last year, she is a year listener. Thank you. I love that. I have come to absolutely love Sarah and Michelle and we love her. I feel like they are my soul sisters. I've loved their interviews and uplifting conversations with LDS women who are lifting others and brightening the world with their influence. However, their series on The Quest has come at precisely the exact time I have needed it and has articulated truths I've been living and experiencing. It is a phenomenal series. I honestly think it should be the fourth Sunday topic for Relief Society for six months. Yes, I love it. Thank you for the sacrifices you make to produce this podcast. As a podcaster myself, I know the work and commitment it takes. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Rare Bird. We love you. Is that the best? That's the the best. best. The best. And you know what? She kind of talks about what we're talking about today. The sacrifices that are made for quests. So that works so perfectly in. What a segue. So before we get into what we're talking about, I want to read your review of our podcast. So if you are listening and you've listened before, hello, I love you. Sarah loves you. We want to read what you think about the podcast over the podcast. What? That's awesome. So leave your review and then share this out because we have been in the last like few months, we've been growing a lot, right, Sarah? It, it, yeah. Like we can't even, I can't even tell you <laughs> the celebrations we've had. We can't believe we're in that many ears every single week. It's crazy. It's so great, but there's more people who need to hear this. So if you have someone who is starting on a quest, whether it's business related or not, you know, we love y'all. And so we want you to share this with your friends. So you can come find us on Instagram at the win with fire. And I want to, I want to read your review. Do you know how to do it? It's super easy. You just scroll to the bottom, hit five, five stars, and then leave a comment. So I can talk to you. This is the best. Okay. Sarah, should we get started? It's Thursday. Like I'm, I'm itching for this one because it's a really common question. And I love being at the bus stop in the morning and people find out I'm a podcaster and a business owner and they just go, wait, you have 3.5 kids. How do you do it? How do you do it? <laughs> and instead of like puffing up my chest and being like, because I'm Wonder Woman, I'm like, oh man, there are lots of secrets to this. And I don't mean to keep them as secrets. So today, I mean, we're talking about motherhood and quests and what what the what in the world does that look like and how do we make that work and like oh are children going to be in therapy because of the decisions that we're making i mean all these things they're all coming up today as we talk about women being a woman and a mother during a quest how does it work for you michelle well first of all 
Uh, you can do both. And that's kind of one of the things, one of our messages. And of course, because we feel like we've been super inspired to do what we're supposed to do. And so we know God will be with us. We know that. And we've seen it. Oh, how we've seen it in our lives and really made up the difference. And I, and that is really the key is to have God on your side through all this. So whether you are a mom who is starting a quest, whether you have to work outside the home and you have these kids at home, like whatever your situation is, know that if you have prayerfully, you know, gone to the Lord's for this, that he promises that he will help you and he will make up the difference, whatever, whatever you're going through. So we've kind of broken the, our advice. Yeah. Cause okay. Yeah, real we should experience. Just, I'm just going to own this. Okay. I, Sarah and I have been doing this for like ever. My son is almost 12 and I have, I mean, I started the Etsy shop when he was a baby, like actually anyway. So 12 years, I'm going on 12 years and I have five kids, <laughs> right? Like, this is stuff we've been doing. And Sarah and I both have been going through, I mean, like we went through medical school with our husbands and residency, Sarah's still in residency. And so I just, I feel like we have gone the gamut, right? Like we know the different ends of the spectrum. Now my kids are getting older. Um, my kids, my son's almost 12. So that's a whole different era, you know, like where in some, I have little kids, but I also have older kids. Anyway, we, we've done this, we're doing this. So yes. we also want to just throw our arms around you and say, you can do it. Yes. Yes. And we want to throw our arms around you and just say, we get it. Like we get what it's like to have, my daughter is nine, almost 10. And I started when she was a baby. Why do we do that? Why do we start stuff when they're I, babies? I, get it. <laughs> I, do. I know exactly why I started. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, but the funny thing is, is, is when she became old enough to kind of color and stuff like that, they, they asked her to draw a picture of her mom. Okay. And she drew a picture of her mom sitting at the computer and I pretty much died. Mm. I pretty much died. And this was a time in which I um, was not balancing it super well. And I mean, good heavens, I was not on the computer as much as I thought I was probably. <laughs> <laughs> but just to see that that was the visualization, it was like, it's haunted me clearly for like six years or something. It's clearly haunted me. But we, I mean, th this advice really is advice from our lives. We have experienced it from little teeny babies. We've been failures at it. We've been successes at it. Then we've experienced them growing and then going to school. And then what happens when health gets in the way? Heaven knows I'm pregnant right now and health is up and down. And like, how do you work that? And here I've got a partner who's relying on me to produce this woman with fire. And what does that mean when, when you've got a partnership going on and, and, and other dynamics. Like we really have narrowed it down to three things, right? That, well, one huge one, it's really one huge one. Can I just when, let the cat out of the bag? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's going to sound really simple, but keep listening. The reality is, is you have to take control of your time. This is not a whim thing that you are doing when you are questing and you live in a time and an age where time is easily swept under the rug by fluffy, fluffy things. And when you are questing, you really have to get serious and don't come in and say, well, should, I'm just, I'm not a schedule person. I'm just real free that way. Like just the vibe, you know, like, and I'm, I'm not trying to mock cause I've been through my own. Cause she's making fun of me is what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> 
I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but but this is where you have to get serious. You have to get serious. That is the sacrifice that we have had to make to produce the Women with Fire podcast is we've had to get really serious about our time. We've done specific things and we've done very broad things. How do we take control of our time as mothers and questers with kids of all ages and two time zones away from each other? Let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. The very, very first tip is that you have to prepare your time. And we're going to actually go through this a lot because there's a lot to this tip because what I used to do is I would, um, especially with little kids. Okay. So my normal schedule was like in the morning, we'd go and do something, right. We'd go to the park, we'd, um, go to the store, but I'd get my kids out. Right. And then, um, and then it'd come home at 11, we would do the lunch thing and then naps. And so I'd have like two or three hours, right. To do something. And I'd get to those two or three hours. And if I had not prepared my time, I would squander the heck out of it. Right. I would, you know, scroll through Instagram, Facebook. I would go from, even, even though it looked like it was like good things were coming out, you know, it, there's a lot of potential for good, but I was, but I wasn't just sitting down and getting things done. I was quote unquote researching or, you know, like looking at, um, what other people are doing and that you can't, you can't do that. When you are, when you have such limited time, you cannot waste the very few hours that you have doing tasks that don't matter. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. And so one of the ways I, I do this is on Sundays because I don't work on Sundays. I try really hard not to work on Sundays. And so, but that night when I have a couple hours when, and, and you know what, I, Sundays I think are great because I I'm in a different mindset on Sundays, right? I'm in, I feel like I have Priority mode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And I have the spirit a little bit more and I've taken the day off. So I'm not like in the mud, <laughs> like I'm not in the middle of the business. Sure. And then I say, okay, what has to get done this week? And first I schedule my family stuff, like all the schedule appointments. And then I look at things that I've already scheduled. Like we have a lot of mentoring calls this week and I, and Sarah and I get together on Mondays and we record our podcast. And so that's the second priority. And then I look at the things that I need to do and I fill those in. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you that when Sarah is talking about the person who doesn't like to schedule, that's Michelle Gifford. It is. <laughs> it is. Like there's a lot of things that like, I just, I'm not great at. It's fine. It's fine. So instead of saying like, I cannot break down my day, like hour by hour, it does not work for me. But what I can do is have like a running list of things to get done and how long those are going to take me. And then I can slide them in where I have the chance. Cause honestly, I've got a bunch of kids with a bunch of schedules. And so that's really helped me. Now I'm going to let Sarah talk about the next one because she is the one who has gotten who has really helped me be better at this because here's, this is the next tip. You cannot run your business day to day. Take it away, Sarah. This is all you. You this really brought favorite. me along. This, this is my you, favorite. You really brought me along here. I really appreciate your patience. 
oh, in you're funny. getting me to this point. <laughs> you're funny. You think that she's fallen into this California surfer vibe and she really is a dynamo, a total dynamo. This would be impossible if it was just me. Um, and th- this really came from a lot of experience on um, the challenge I had with feeling like, yes, I am no longer sitting at my computer every, all day, but I am still not present with my kids like mentally present, that things just felt all consuming, even when I was sitting with them and reading with them and I'd slur words and my daughter would be like, what are you reading? Because I'm just not present. I'm thinking (laughs) about other things and everything like that. So this really, this whole concept of running it day to day is really, really great if you're able to work nine to five with no distractions and that is your quality of life right now. And we're laughing because that just hasn't been our reality. Okay. Nine to five, no distractions. Hello. How Hello. many times do you hear Scarlet in the background? <laughs> yeah. It's just not our reality here. So we're here to share from our reality. And here is the challenge, the, the reality. And I'm going to bring this into the gospel here. Um, we talk a lot as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you are new to the podcast, we are often known as Mormons. We we believe a lot in self-reliance. Self-reliance is key. We are known for food storage. We are known for canning. We are known from our, for our welfare program. Um, so many ways in which we try and build our members to be self-reliant, self-sufficient, and really, really just the confidence that comes with that. And that's what I was wanting. I was wanting that confidence as a quester to accompany me, even when I was with my kids, that I felt like things on the computer were under control and things were running as they should. And I didn't need to pop in and check customer service every 10 minutes, you know, kind of a thing. So because of that, I want you to think a little deeper about self-reliance. Self-reliance to me as a quester, I've always had enough food on my table. I've always had shelter. And so I have looked at self-reliance as being someone who can avoid crisis at, at, if at all possible. Can I be enough of a planner to avoid crisis? And yeah, I'm, I am set. I live in the South, so we've had lots of flooding. We've had lots of tornadoes and we've had, you know, those kinds of things. I feel prepared for those things, but let's talk about crisis as a mom and a quester and that often, and take this in the right spirit. If I'm sitting down to my work hour, my work hours are from 12.30 p.m. until 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. We actually try and take Fridays off, but that, that's my work hour. So what happens when on Monday at 1.15 in the middle of my working, I get a phone call from the school and one of my kids is sick that I need to go pick up? My response needs to be, oh, oh I feel so bad. I hope she's okay. I'll be right there. That's the ideal response. That's the confident, in control, entrepreneur, um, quester response. That the concern can immediately shift to her and you can put things down for the day. Okay. And that is something that I think why this brings so much excitement to me about not running your business day to day is because it brings you peace and it allows me to be able to Vox Michelle. We use Voxer a lot for our communication to Vox her. And I say, Hey, I have to go pick up Macy from school. And she said, great, we'll meet tomorrow. And the reality is it's because we're ahead. It's not because this thing is due in two hours and we're trying to get it thrown up on the website as fast as possible or thrown on the podcast as fast as possible. We are trying to avoid crisis mode at all possible. Now, does that mean we reschedule things all the time? 
between five kids on her end and 3.5 on my end and not, and me not being in great health right now, like we are rescheduling stuff and there's peace in it. There's respect for one another because we are ahead of the game. So if you need a gospel principle to hang on to, it is self-reliance. You are avoiding crisis mode by challenging yourself to work day to day. And we had one experience. Um, we mentor people. We have these great quest, quest mentor groups that we work with every single day. And we had a live kind of a Q&A office hour last week. And somebody asked me about look, the holiday seasons are coming up and I want to, I think I should blog and I think I should get a website up and take advantage of the holiday bustle. Okay. Did you see this question, Michelle? Mm -hmm. Great question. And she said, what do you recommend? Like, I I really want to take advantage of the holiday season and man, my answer, I hope it wasn't unpopular, but I went in there and I said, you know what? Spend the holiday season building it. Get 25 blog posts ahead test out your website to make sure technically it's functioning. And see, this is hard for Michelle to swallow because sometimes I tell her this. I'm like, let's just wait two weeks. Let's like make sure. And we find a compromise. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I just, I have like, you know, it's good. Sarah's patient with me. I'm always like, what about this? What about this? And then it's like, just take a step back. It's okay. We just put it into the plan. That's what we do. She's yeah. got the most brilliant ideas. So that was my advice was actually to take that time she felt she had available during the next four or five months to actually be able to launch it at the end of January. I, I said, take the time. It's, you're going to feel so good being able to launch knowing that you have three months worth of blog posts ready and an Instagram plan and your messaging's great because you've been going through this mentoring with us. Like everything is in line and ready to go. And so as you jump into that quest, see if you can pause the outward nature of your quest right now, whether that's Instagram, whether that's your email list, whether that's your blogging, pause it for two weeks. I promise the, the world will not end Okay, pause it and catch up. So at the end of the two weeks, you feel so ahead that your brain has space to be a visionary, to see further on what is possible here. So what you're going to get from not running it day to day is you're going to allow the spirit to help you become a visionary and see past the day to day. And the second thing that you're going to gain is peace and presence with your kids because anything can happen. And it's okay because you are ahead of the game. I love it. Sarah, nice. This has really been a game changer for us as we've gotten, especially with the podcast and like, it's just been a game changer. And it kind of, and it also, this brings us to number two of our tips. And because if you are ahead of the game, you can get other people to help you, which is our number two tip, which is to buy back your time. Now, I know when I start talking about this, people are going to be like, I don't have money. I don't have money to outsource anything. And you probably, you might not, you might not have money to outsource anything, but I'm going to tell you that I have done this with no money and I've done this with money and this works. Okay. So there are people that are better at editing podcasts than us, right, (laughs) Sarah? (laughs) Are there people out there? Yes. Her name is Rachel and she edits our podcast and she's fantastic. Hello, Rachel. You're great. But if we had to, if we had to edit our podcast as well as take care of our, our mentoring group and our Instagram and all of this, we would be not so right, Sarah, not so not so. And we wouldn't, there would be no joy in it. We would just be totally 
booked solid and it would not allow for crisis. It wouldn't allow for it. Or visionary stuff, right? Because you can't see beyond the moment because you not only have to record the podcast, you have to edit it and then you have to blog it and then you have to post it and then you have to promote it. And that, are you already tired? I feel tired even saying that. And so early on, um, especially with this podcast, Sarah and I knew that it was going to be with, especially when we changed it to two podcasts a week, that it was going to be very hard for us to be able to stay on top of it. And so we edited, we outsourced that. And we, and, that. and disclaimer here, because we're honest, yeah. we outsourced it prior to the women with fire being profitable. Yes, we totally we were <laughs> like, like Rachel, bless your soul. We love her. She was making money when we were not in our own business. That's that true. A bad <laughs> business practice, hysterical, right? <laughs> we were making money other places, but right. funded. But funded. So. That's true. Um, but but that was something that was a massive priority that we were willing to pull from the other businesses and say, yes, this is worth funding to buy back our time. And you might say, okay, I don't have another business to pull from. Okay, let me speak to that for a second because um, when I was doing just photography, I wanted my Instagram to grow build up. But I also was like, how am I going to do this? And so I traded my friend a photography session in exchange for doing my Instagram for two months. That is great. Everyone wins. Everyone is winning now. And so you need to get creative. This can happen with like childcare. Maybe you're like, how am I going to find two or three hours a week to do anything? Well, like last year I traded with my friend and she would watch my kids. They went over to play for two hours. And then, then a couple days later, they'd come over to play at my house for two hours. And that is just smart. What are you even doing? That's great. And so we have to look at how we can make this work for, for you and your time of life. And just recently, really like the last two weeks I've had have a young woman, my, well, she's graduated now and she doesn't have a job and she can't go to school right now. And so she's not doing anything. And so I've had her to come play with Scarlett for a couple hours. Like if I have a podcast episode, like I'm interviewing someone and I can't be interrupted, I have her come over and play with Scarlett in my house for a couple hours. Does that make me a bad mom? I hope not. Cause they're in there and reading books and playing Play-Doh and that's okay. And I do that when I need it. And, and that's what's working for me right now. Fantastic. And the, I love that you'll get really specific because I think people need to see it across many people. Like, how are you making this work? How are you making this work? And different, and different times of our lives, right? It changes. Right. Right. It really does change. It changes. Like right now, I don't have to have a young woman come over because my kid naps. He is young enough that he is napping right this second. Okay. And that is working. Michelle's child does not nap right now or, or will not for the rest She's of nuts. her life. She's nuts. She <laughs> never sleeps. <laughs> so th- this is working for her, right? And so she has found a way to make that work. And I, I think back to when we were in medical school in Arizona, how I was teaching photography classes out of my home in the evenings. And I had a friend who desperately wanted to take the class. So it was like, I think it was like $150, $200 um, to take the class. And she was, I mean, poor as church mice as you are in med school and couldn't afford it. She was one of my dearest friends. And she's someone that we regularly traded babysitting for date nights or whatever. And so I had the big 
launch of the photographer's element coming up that fall. And I made a trade for her. I said, I will let you take the class for four weeks if you will bring my family dinner for those six days that I launch so that I don't have to worry about dinner. That's awesome. There were, yeah, there were, there were four of us at the time, my husband and I, and two kids. And I said, if you will provide dinner, I will let you take it. And it worked. It absolutely worked. I was teaching the class anyway. She came in, she learned a skill. She's a great photographer now. And I had dinner every day during a major launch, which is kind of a sticky time for any <laughs> entrepreneur. And so that, that is a way to make it work as well. And now a small break, a word from those who make this podcast possible. This podcast is powered by Entreport. Entreport is our number one business tool. It literally does it all. Email marketing, sales funnels, automation, and it basically keeps your business running even when you're sleeping. Not only is Entreport the backbone of our businesses, but you can design a full-blown website using their customizable landing pages. It is the one-stop powerhouse shop where we keep our email lists, growth, marketing goals, and businesses at their very best. Check out the show notes or jump on thewomenwithfire.com slash Entreport to get started. And now back to the Women With Fire podcast. Now, this is also an opportunity where you can say, okay, are there other ways that I can buy back my time? So if you don't have money, um, you can do trades, which we've talked about have worked successfully for both of us and make it work for your time of life. Another way is you can have services and services are becoming cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper because of this wonderful competing market. I love it. So things like this company called Shipped. Shipped is something you can pay if you have a promo code for like what 49 bucks a year and you can get unlimited free grocery and target delivery to your door. What? Yeah. I have been doing this. Listen, I actually the one I use is Instacart. I didn't have Shipped do it in my area, but Instacart has, I have just, I have been doing it the last couple weeks and I don't know that I'll do it every time, every week, but it's a little bit of magic when someone <laughs> comes in. Listen, let's talk about grocery shopping. Like you go in, you spend an hour, hour and a half fighting your toddler who's crying and they want the candy. And then you get to the car and you didn't buy the candy. So they're still crying. And then you have to load the car then you have to drive home and unload everything and then put everything away. Like it's a like three hour business. Mm -hmm. And then you do Instacart and this mad. <laughs> this is an unsponsored podcast. <laughs> I know. I'll give you a link. Anyway, <laughs> this man comes, sometimes it's a lady. Someone comes with bags at her door and puts them on your counter. I don't even know. It's a life-changing moment. And when I did it, it's so ridiculous. After I did it the first time, because I think the first time with Instacart is free, then I was like, I felt a little bit guilty. I was like, maybe I should yeah. be shopping. Maybe that's funny. Maybe people are judging me. And then I was like, 
what the heck are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, if there is something that you can do to make your job as a mom easier and to make your job as a mom, like you're doing better because I had more time, then what are we, why are we doing this to ourselves? It's true. It's crazy. And it's a really, I mean, you think back, this is a business business principle. How can we buy back our time? And you immediately think, <laughs> oh, that, that doesn't fit me. That doesn't fit me. And, yeah. and the reality is there are many ways that you can buy back your time. Go, Michelle. You have an idea. Automation. Oh, Automation gosh. is, let's just talk a second about that. There are a lot of things about, like we, we do a lot of mentoring, right? We use a system called Acuity where you can schedule mentoring and then they have a sequence of emails that they send out to us and the people we mentor to remind and to set up the email because how this, before we did this, we would email back and forth, back and forth with the people we were podcasting with, you know, interviewing. And it took so much time, Mm -hmm. right? It didn't take a lot of time person to person. No. But all of a sudden you look and you say, we've written back 14 times, whereas I need to write once and then send a link. And it, and I mean, they can even fill out a form about what they want the call to be about or, or what, where we want, you know, where should we link our listeners to or whatever. There are so many tools out there. I mean, we're recording our podcast right here using a program called Zoom. And Zoom has incredible capabilities of being able to schedule meetings and block out time, whether it's a one-time meeting or a regular meeting, and it it automates. Like there's so many tools out that like that out there. And sometimes I feel like that is the secret that people feel like we're keeping. You know, it's like <laughs> at the bus stop. How do you do it all? And the reality is it takes me literally six seconds to invite someone to come be on the podcast. And if they say yes, it takes me two seconds to copy and paste the scheduling link. And then it's an hour to record the podcast. You know, I mean, it isn't, doesn't seem so secret to me, but, but like last week, I mean, Michelle could just laugh. I had this massive desire to bring more automation into my life. I wanted to buy back some of my time. Okay. I wanted to buy back some of my time and she got multiple voice memos from me of how excited I was about <laughs> the things I was able to chain together to, to just, just shave off maybe two hours of my week, literally two hours of my week, which is huge for someone who normally has a two hour block per day. I mean, it's that huge. huge. That's one day back. Like that's one day of your time back. And it's something Sarah's genius at. Cause she's been, cause we, you know, there's an advertisement in between our podcasts about Entreport usually. And Entreport is huge for us because we can automate everything. And it takes some time. Sarah knows she will testify to this. It takes some time upfront to get the automation set up. Mm-hmm. And, but once it's set up and that's kind of goes back to prepare your time. Like if you take some time to automate your life and automate the different tasks. So how do you get started? Let's be some practical because this maybe is too much for you to even think of. What is something that you do every single day that takes a lot of time? Write it down, figure it out. I have and, an example of someone I just mentored no. of a way that we automated something. And this is a really easy one that's free. And if you have Gmail or really any mail system, you can do it. So she is trying to find people that will try her product and blog about it or Instagram about it, whatever it is. And she was literally writing a different email 
to every single person typing it out, typing in the link and attaching pictures to every single person. And so this is a really simple one. If you are regularly writing an email to someone, whether it's an invite to a podcast, whether it's to use your product, whether it's, I want you to, I want you to put an ad on my space, whatever it is, save a template, a generic template of that email in the drafts folder so that literally it is a copy and paste and you put the name at the top and you change one line in the middle to apply to them, whatever it is, and you send it on its way. That's a really basic thing, but, but it's something that because she wasn't practiced in sending emails over and over and over and over again, that she needed a little bit of refinement in. And now she's got time back because of finding it. Yes, 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 yes. So we highly recommend figuring out how to automate your life. Um, should we go to the third one? Let's yes. do it. Okay. So the third one is you've got to take control of your time, your free time, because uh, you guys, we shouldn't, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about this. How much time are you quote unquote researching on Instagram and Facebook? Mm, guys. Uncomfortable. <laughs> uncomfortable. And if you have an iPhone, they now have a way that you can get in control of that. Did you know that with the new update? Do they? they do. I didn't know that. You can do I settings. Can. I know it's tracking. I know it's tracking how much you're doing. So that's so You can great. set time limits on apps. That's fantastic. Isn't that genius? Yes. Well, maybe. So Sarah, what have you been doing with your apps every day? Oh, so this is a way I could actually control this. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. It's a good idea. Yeah. So prior to Apple changing my life with their most recent update um, and being able to track my time that way, I am a full-blown scrolling addict. I'm totally aware of it. I am self-professed. <laughs> I will say it out loud. It is a problem for me. And one of the reasons it's a problem for me is I'm not super mobile right now. And I have a little person who's two who I play with all morning and sometimes playing one-on-one -on -one gets old for me. Okay. And I start scrolling while he plays peoples or cars or whatever. And I started finding that I just was totally uninvolved with his playtime. And in, re in reality, in three months, it's no longer going to be just him and I. His whole world is going to get rocked. So my, my guilt comes rushing in and I'm like, I've got to take advantage of this. And so I saw the writing on the wall that the problem was, is these apps were so easily accessible to me. So easily accessible. So the reality is I install and uninstall Facebook and Instagram every single day from my phone. So my Instagram and Facebook are only open during my work hours, which is in the afternoon, and then a one hour period in the evening after my kids are in bed. Like they're not even on my phone. And it's just a barrier for me so that if I am bored and I grab my phone, I'm like, oh, nothing <laughs> I want to do on here. It takes quite a bit of time for me to like reinstall and get everything up and running. And I've been doing it for about six weeks. And I now know that those apps are not on my phone. And so... I, I don't go, go there and scroll. And the reality is I don't feel like I've missed out on anything in life. I really don't. <laughs> and the time that I do have to be on it and the time I do have to enjoy it, I enjoy it and I try and make the most of it and, and it, and it works really effectively. So if you feel like you're a compulsive scroller and it's a problem for you when you're bored, 
something like that, I would recommend that you uninstall them. Just, you know, pony up and <laughs> uninstall those from your phone and make it work. And I will add in this one thing. One of the things that really determined me to get in control of it is when I watched a 60 Minutes program on brain hacking. Have you seen this, Michelle? No. Yeah, we haven't talked about this. There is a 60 Minutes, I should link it in the show notes, on brain hacking that talks about the millions and millions of dollars that Instagram and Facebook spend on making the platforms as addictive as possible. What kind of tactics are they taking? They're hoarding likes so that when you log in, all of a sudden, boom, you get 18 likes at one time and the high is higher the high that you feel from seeing those likes is higher instead of just letting them scroll in at one, two, and three. Like that, that's one, one example of the tactic. And after watching it, you need to watch it. All of a sudden, I want to feel in control and I don't want to feel hacked. And maybe it's my arrogance coming into play. But man, if you've got a teenager, doesn't that make you want to like figure this out and let them be in control of how social media makes you feel. And so it kind of made me feel distant from those apps in a way because I know the research behind what they're trying to do and I am not going to fall victim and I am determined not to fall victim. And so the way that I do not fall victim is I get them off my phone at the times I'm most susceptible. And this is not just for Instagram or Facebook. You have to figure out what the time sucks are in your life. Like maybe you are binge watching a lot of TV. I'm sorry, but please don't be doing this and then tell me you don't have time to follow your quest. Cause I don't, I don't know. Like I, cause you're going to have to, like yeah. we, we talk a lot about the sacrifices we have to make. And uh, some of them are as simple as like Netflix shows. Like I don't watch, do you watch TV during the day? No. I don't, I don't either. I mean, I watch, Robbie and I will watch like one show at night, you know, cause that's yeah. kind of our thing. We're into psych right now, like for the seventh time. We're into but, math. Yes. <laughs> um, because that's something I do with Robbie, but I don't watch a lot of TV because that's something that I could see myself. Like it just, and even when I'm doing stuff, it kind of takes away my thinking time, right? Like even, and this is, I had to figure this out for me. So you do whatever you guys, you know, whatever works for you. But when Sarah, do I send you the most ideas? What have I been doing? You're always cleaning. I'm always cleaning. Always. (laughs) (laughs) Always cleaning when I send her ideas. And so, um, I think sometimes we can bombard our minds with the constant flow of information that it blocks off the spirit, it blocks off our flow of ideas. And if we're not careful, it can take over. And so that's, those are our three tips for you. I hope these help. Do these help? I, these are great, right? These are great and come from literally between the two of us, decades of experience. Oh my so. gosh, we're old. We're so old. And to tie it into our favorite prophet in the scriptures with Nephi, I just have to parallel this with his response to needing to build a boat. He had been called on a quest. He knew he had to build a boat. And what did he need? He needed tools. He needed tools. And his question was, where can I go that I might fight that I might find or so let that be your prayer 
and discussions with your husband, your prayer to your heavenly father, where can you find tools and or to take control of your time to make this quest happen? And if you need help with knowing what tools specifically we use, we'll share. We love touting the, the ideas of how we make things more efficient and our favorite things, but find a way to find those tools to take control of your time. You're going to have peace and all sorts of greatness that are going to come out of this as you do your quest. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so, so and much. And guess what? We want to help you for a dollar. Help you for a buck. <laughs> for a buck. Because we on. bought back our time that we're going to give you our time for a buck. <laughs> yeah, we can do yes. it. <laughs> yes, we can. So if you want, so what we have been doing for the last while is we have a quest mentoring group. So this is a group full of ladies. They're all diff doing different, a ton of different quests and they get a huge resource library where we are teaching different things every month. And we want to give you access to it for a dollar. Will you guys come hang out with us? And this month we've been talking about photography a lot, this podcast, maybe it's Maybe that's the segue. Yes. <laughs> yes. October is photography month. Michelle and I are both photography people and photography educators. So we're going to be basically putting you through our hundreds of dollars worth of courses <laughs> um, to learn photography, to boost your Instagram feed and look and feel. And let's say that your quest is to better connect with your kid. We're going to show you how to, how to take pictures at home and make them look better and all those things that are behind beautiful photography. And for a dollar, you can join us for seven days. You can join us for seven days and get that training under your belt and, and stick around with us. It's going to be a total blast. So October is photography month. Join us for seven days for $1. So if that is in your vision for your month of October and you're going to join us www.thewomenwithfire.com slash say yes or you can find the link to mentoring in our Instagram profile. We'd love to see you in our quest group so thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next week. Hey thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.